Welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Joshua and Anna Gresham. I'm so pumped that you guys are listening and tuned in. We always encourage you to subscribe, share, tell everyone about uh, the Journey Together. Reason-wise, because, man, we have been putting content together so that this is something that is important, that it's got some concentration to maybe some of the things you're dealing with because we deal with it. <laughs> so we, we talk about all sorts of topics, and I'm sure you do as well. I've been excited. I've had several people say that they are using this podcast for their marriage small groups. Which is wild. I know, but it really blessed me. I know, it's super I special. Thought, That's great. Things yeah. that we can talk about that we're in this journey together. And that is extremely valuable to us for you all to come alongside of us um, and dive into the Word of God and really just talk about Jesus and, and all the good things that He's doing in our life. Yeah. And how much we need Him. We do. And, you know, for some, for some of us, you know, at face value, you just think, man, people have got it all together. <laughs> and and uh, that's what our podcast is all about, are some of the things we don't have all together and that we're working on it. And that we're doing it the best we can, but we do it the best we can because we put God first in our lives. Yeah. One year, my motto for my life, for For, that year. For your life. (laughs) Was, God, I thank you that I am growing in you and that my life is bringing you glory. And I was dealing with some insecurities Mm -hmm. about being in the ministry insecurities towards even our marriage at the stage we were at, life stage. And uh, I had this moment with the Lord where I thought, you know what? I'm growing in God. Like, I haven't arrived yet, no, and that's okay. Yeah. And then the second part of that motto was, and God, that my life is bringing you glory. That if I'm growing, I'm taking a step forward with Jesus. Brilliant. And God, that you will be glorified. Yeah. Uh, that was huge for me because then in those moments where I was overwhelmed or dealing or the enemy, Satan, the devil, did I cover it? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Would bring accusations or lies and try to attack me with his fiery darts. Then I knew that I had a shield of faith that I would put up and have a word from the Lord through God's word. But then a part of that was, all right, God, I'm growing. I'm bringing you glory. Satan, you don't win. Right. You're already defeated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think of that often of how much that ministered to me through that year. Yeah. Um, and That's, a little bit of what we're going to talk about today. Right. Is we're going to talk about life mottos, words we live by. Man, I'm telling you what, I've got a slew of them. Um, I don't know why I do. I've collected a ton and there's just some I live by. The simplest ones, um, I've got some great... I've had a lot of great men and women in my life who have shared these nuggets with me. So these mottos are, are nuggets. One really simple one that I've lived by, and I disobeyed it, and I've, I learned my lesson. You're going to laugh because it was never let anyone put a pie in your face. That was it. And I remember hearing that, and I thought, well, what's the big deal? You know, what's the big deal if it's a pie in your face? And, you know, a lot of times you see this at, like, schools where they'll give the kids, you know, the chance to put a pie in the principal's face. Or um, I've seen it done at workplaces. I've seen it, you know, with a boss, and it gives somebody in the workplace gets to throw a pie in the boss's face. 
So my principal, uh, Mr. Jack Davis, who I just love dearly, he he got a pie in the face, and I remember that afternoon on the parking lot, he looked at me, and I, I don't remember who else was with me. It was another student, and he looked at both of us, and he said, never let anybody put a pie in your face because he said, uh, there's always an agenda. Wow. And sure enough, years and years later, decades later, I'm a pastor at a church, and there was a group of individuals who thought it would be funny uh, to honor me with a pie in the face. That was their words. It was not honor. It was not honor. No. It, was, it, was, it wasn't good. And I, put a, I should have put a stop to it. Right when I heard, right in that moment, I was sitting down in the chair, and I saw it in a distance, and I should have said, no, we're not going to do that right now. Instead, I played the, okay, and then I realized when it hit me in the face, this is what Jack was telling me about. You know, it's interesting, the words that come our way that we uh, that resonate and mm-hmm. you think, okay, you know, I, that's something that I can cling to uh, that makes a difference. We have many mottos with our family oh, tons. and our children yep. that we've put into place. Yep. Would you like to say one of those? Uh, well, yeah, we, we don't stand on the problem. We present the solution. Um, if, it's not, if it's not meant for that, so for instance, a chair, so if you're standing on a chair, it's not meant for that. So you're either going to break the chair or it's going to break you because you're using it or you're, you're, you're misusing it for the original intention. Every time we've had to go to the emergency room with our children, it's because they've broken that motto. Okay. It's, it's the truth. And they've even said it. They were right. like, you know, every time we've gone to the hospital, it's because we misused something that we should not have done. I go, I know. Make that a life lesson for you. Yeah. Uh, one of our mottos is we are encouragers, not discouragers. Right. And we we say that a lot, okay? <laughs> that these are constant words that we keep in the forefront uh, of our children's eyes. Yeah. And it's for a reason why we grab a hold of words to live by. Uh, and in the same breath where there are positive words to live by, there are also destructive words that people live by. Yes. You know, the Word of God tells us that God said, I present to you life and blessings or death and cursings. Now he says, choose life. I love how he tells us to then choose life. Every day we have an opportunity to choose a motto Mm -hmm. that is from God <laughs> that is going to be a blessing or a wisdom right. that's from the Lord that someone else might have gone through. They're like, hey, don't do this. We've learned. This is what God says. Let's grow from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, every day we have that. Yeah, one of the mottos that I also live by that I also learned from Jack Davis, uh, my principal, is um, he and you have, <laughs> you've, I think you've grown to understand and like it. I struggle with this one. You still struggle I'm, with it. I'm on the, I'm on the struggle bus 50, 50 on this one. It's the reason is, is because for me, I, I settle myself. This is how I settle myself. So the motto is I don't have to do anything and it's not a disobedient position it's a, I heard what you said, and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't have to do this. And it's a choice. 
And then I get to choose whether I'm going to do it or not. Now, you can misuse that motto in a lot That's of different ways. That's my problem with it. But I've never used it in the wrong way. I have jokingly have used it in the wrong way. Yes, you have. Maybe that's my true issue. Right, that's your issue because you're yeah. like, hey, come here and help me do the dishes. And I'm like, I don't have to do anything. And then I'm like, I'm going to karate chop you. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I don't use face. it that often. Not anymore. That. Not with that, I because don't. Because we've worked through oh, that in geez. our marriage. Whatever. It was... But I do Not use productive. it. But I use it with everything else. Of I don't have to do this. When we were building our church location, I remember at multiple moments I <laughs> I would be dead tired, wet, either in water or in sweat, and I'd be laying out here in the wood floor, and I would go, I don't have to do this, but I get to do it. And I want to do it. And then that would be enough motivation for me to get off the ground and go, I get to do this. And it's going to be amazing. And there's no, an, a, a reward, an award that goes with this. And I'm going to push through this. Do you feel like these mottos, uh, you know, like I said, it could be life or death, that it can be something that truly cheers you on? Like it's an encourager, or like you said, it's a settled, that settles you. It's something that you find that can, um, almost like your, your banner, you're waving in the middle of a challenging season. I think for me, that's why I like to find, uh, words to cling to. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is. It's, it's from the basis of encouraging. It's on the basis of, of finding that joy in what you're doing and doing it the right way. And even having vision, like for us, our mottos with our children is because we want to have vision in our home, and yeah. we found words that uh, we we grab a hold of that line up with the Word of God. And you guys, we all know, I, I don't think we need to explain this, words are valuable. Right. And the words that you speak over your life um, are going to either come in and birth forth fruit or tear you down. And I can't tell you how many times I personally have gotten caught caught up in tearing myself down mm-hmm. rather than building myself up or encouraging myself in the Word of God. And uh, it makes a difference. One of my mottos that I've loved for quite some time, okay. Dr. Miles Monroe said this. He said, the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without a purpose. And do me say it again? Yeah. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without a purpose. Brilliant. And I've thought of that in my own life of just following through what God's called me to do. If God, I want to honor you and for my life to have purpose. Yeah, it's beautiful. And to do what you've called me to do. Um, and there's been moments when I've wanted to quit or moments when I'm battling just, oh my gosh, this is hard and I'm overwhelmed. And And I'll think of these words of like, you know, that's right. God, you created me for a purpose mm. for such a time as this to do great and mighty works. And uh, I want to live a long and productive life for the kingdom of God. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, I think there's things that we can just cling to. Uh, and I don't know. I don't want to cling to the dust. <laughs> right? Right. I agree. I don't. There's a, a scripture in Psalm 119. I can't think of the exact verse right now, but it says, Lord, revive me by your word. And essentially like so that I don't cling to the dust. And um, I think of that scripture often, actually, of how God's word will revive 
your soul, will encourage your spirit man, will help your flesh to get under so that you're not clinging to the dust. Right. The dust of regret, of shame, of past failures, you know, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, that you know, God, this this is my my banner. Right. My I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Along with that, when you said um, you know, purpose, another motto that I typically live by, it's that that purpose is not a product you're selling, it's a problem you're solving. So keeping that always at the forefront of my purpose of why why am I doing this right now? And then I have to settle again back into, because I already got to the settling in of, I get to do this. Now, while I'm in the process of doing it, I'll settle myself by saying, I'm not selling something here. I'm not selling purpose. I'm actually solving a problem. What's the problem I'm solving? Mm. And then you get to the root of it and the heart of it, and you go, I have that passion again for what I'm doing. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. So, I mean, essentially, these mottos are, are cultural sayings. You're building culture in who you are, your surrounding, your your you are the culture. You are who you are. And I think with these mottos, they shape you, they help you, they form. Um, and as long as like you said earlier, it's important that they are they are striking um, the perfect chord where you hear that beautiful tone and you go, this is good. Versus like, I don't know if that's actually a great motto to live by because you're like, you strum the guitar and that tune, that tone is like, whoa, you are out of tune. You're, it's not helpful what you're saying. Okay. So a scripture to line up with this in your life, if you've had some mottos and even some things or, you know, that you're following and trying to live by, uh, this is where we've got to check ourselves. in Proverbs chapter 30 in verses five and six, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Every word of God is true. So whenever we put our trust in the Lord, in the word, we're never going to miss it when we have a motto from God's word. Yeah. No. Where we miss yeah. it is when we try to add what we think God should be telling us to do. Or you're walking through and you're saying things like, well, you know, this is just, you know, my mama had it and I have it. And oh, I don't know. I don't even yeah, know I those know, right, yeah. of just generational curse type sayings or, you know, different things that excuse your wrong behavior. Right. That's a problem. Oh, for sure. That's an issue. Okay. That scripture in Psalm 119, you know, I had to find it. I, yeah. I said it backwards, but it was Psalm 119 verse 25. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. That if you find yourself in a position where you're thinking, God, I need some encouragement. Lord, I need something to live by. Yeah. I felt like for me that year when I said, God, I'm growing in you and my life is bringing you glory that I had some moments of clinging to the dust. And God just gave me a word and season that revived me Yeah. and what he'd called me to do. And so when I was under attack, I thought, mm, nope, this is the truth. Right. That's good. It's huge. I like that a lot. Is there any that I'm not thinking of right now that you hear me say or, or do? I was just curious if there's something that you go, yeah, you say this all the time. Oh, gosh. And I'm putting you on the spot. You really are. I know. I'm putting sorry. You don't have to remember. I just spot. didn't know if there was. It might one. come to me as we go along of 
things yeah. that you like to talk about. I think often for me with, I'm always seeking after the comfortable and I've learned to, um, <clears throat> I think there's a new motto that I'm developing in my head is, is I had, I had gotten to that, uh, season in my life where I just wanted more comfort, more comfort, more comfort. And seeking after more of that comfort, the only way you're going to achieve that is to become more complacent. Complacency is not a great place to be. Um, there you go. Complacency is not a great place to be. There's a good motto. Uh, because uncomfortable, to avoid uncomfort, you are basically escaping personal contact. You're with people. Um, you're escaping a greater vision, a greater anointing, a greater goal, and because you're, you're avoiding these at all costs. Because when you get into a greater vision, it's going to stretch you. You're going to have discomfort. And seeking after comfort is a vain imagination. And I would encourage you that through that process of being uncomfortable is lean into the uncomfort and to discover what God's wanting to do in your life. Yeah. So I, that's something that I'm deforming a, a, a new type of phrase around it to, to begin to live by that, that discomfort of when I'm in the, in, and when I'm in the uncomfort, I, I want to move in a way that uh, it's not that I'm seeking comfort, but that I'm seeking the face of the Lord and what He's wanting to do in this moment. Whether it's to grow me, to teach me, whatever it is, that's what I want to discover. Do you feel like that as you come alongside of this, when these words rise up from the inside of you? Because I feel like often these mottos, they come from that uncomfortable place mm -hmm. of pressing into God. Yeah. Okay. And then what the Lord does is he gives you that word from his word to cling to yeah. that revives you, that takes you to that place that you need to be, or that gives you vision for your marriage. Do you have uh, you know, a word for your marriage that you think, I'm standing on this, that this is really encouraging, that we're going to live by this? Um, do you have something with your children? These things have really helped us to just help develop our children. Are we constantly putting these words in front of them? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I just remembered one. What is it? Greshams don't cry. Oh, yeah. Okay, that one might be a hard for some of you because you're like, why not? Because I cry a lot. Yeah, I do too. We but both it, are crying. It's, it's connected to the standing on the problem and not the solution. It's connected to that because it's don't cry about this. Don't, we don't cry. Right. We're going to find out the answer. We're going to get to the solution here. That's the point of it. So whenever you think about having that word and that motto, uh, I picture a banner, okay? Yeah. That I'm, I'm going to put a, a victory motto on my victory banner. And, you know, the Lord, our banner. This is biblical. This is who he is. So if you study that out in the Old Testament, this is really cool, by the way, that when they were in a battle in the Old Testament, they would put their victory banners in a position that when you were getting weary, battle-weary, tired, in the middle of fighting, you could look up and see the victory banner to remind you who or what you were fighting for. Yeah. Okay? So we were in the middle of a battle, and uh, 
walking through things in our personal life and things here at the church. We purchased this gigantic warehouse facility and it looked like a zombie apocalypse building. It had so much work to be done <laughs> and it was a lot. Little okay. A little bit of work. So the Lord took me, I'm in prayer. God took me to Psalm 20. One of those like Holy Spirit led moments where he's just like, gave me that word of help from the sanctuary and gave me instruction on how to pray. But I went to Psalm 20 and uh, it's a wonderful Psalm. Uh, it says, may the Lord answer you in your day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary, which was a word for us during that season, mm -hmm. and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Then verse five, we will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. And I'd love for you to if, you know, go to Psalm 20, read the rest of that. But when the Lord took me to that, I thought of what does my banner say? What am I setting up in front of my home? What is that word that, that I'm living by mm. that is a word from the Lord? And we can often overcomplicate this. Uh, simply put, what's on my victory banner is Jesus is Lord. And so what I do, you'll often see me in worship if I've got like my right hand and I'm waving it like this, like in worship or praise. <laughs> that's your That's my banner. That's your banner. And what I'm saying I didn't is know this. <laughs> you see me do it though. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Jesus is Lord. Then I'll say Jesus is Lord over my marriage. Jesus is Lord over my children. Jesus is Lord over our finances. Jesus is Lord over my purpose. And I'm just thanking God out of Psalm chapter 20 that Jesus is my banner. And that when I'm in the middle of a battle, when I'm in the middle of something that even challenging we're going through, I go back to the truth that God's word is truth. Yeah. And that he's giving me a word to cling to. That's good. And uh, and a motto to live by that yeah. Jesus is truly Lord over my life. Yeah. That's been that's been a huge point of really just turning I, I flipping the switch. Yeah. Turning the you know the script around to one of victory, and not of defeat. Yeah, and uh, I'm thankful for that. I don't want to have a motto to live by or a word to cling to that puts me in the dumps. Well, right. Yeah. No, I mean that's not. Yeah, when I see negative people bumper stickers. Sorry, I, when I see negative bumper stickers on people's cars. I'm always like, wow. Why are you doing this? Yeah, I saw one today actually going into the restaurant. It, it said, say? I don't like people. That's what it said. That's their motto. And they probably, and they don't. Why would you put that on your car? <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're like. You don't. And I may have seen a church sticker on that car as well. Well, that's hard. It was. I was like, Lord, oh my goodness. Lord, we speak goodness. a blessing over them in yes, Jesus' name. I thought, because wow, that's really sad. You don't like people. I'm like, wow, how does that witness? Guys, know. this is serious business. Yeah, what you what, live by. What are you living by yeah. and the words that you're standing the on right now? The words you're carrying. Oh, let's think of some bad ones for marriages that people often, you oh know, there's gosh. tons for happy marriage. Life, oh, ha happy wife, wife happy, happy life. life. We don't, I, you hate that. I hate that because that is so wrong. It is both. Happy everybody. Yeah, let's work together on this and come in agreement 
in our marriage of what this looks like. Let's bless each other. How about we bless one another? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because that is, we have so many discouraging things that we live by. Yeah. And And that you're not even aware of, that you're just like, yeah, that's right. And you're like, wait, stop. Does that glorify God? Okay. Is it adding uh, just a, a, is it adding life, his life, his abundant life to your life? Yeah. And yeah. if you can't say yes, then it's time to course correct and weed out and do some pruning in your life of what you're saying yeah. over your home and your family. Yeah. I want to go back to the uncomfortable. I think I just, I, I solved my motto. I want to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I want to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. That God's stretching you. Yeah, like it's uncomfortable, but I'm going to be comforted with the uncomfort. Whatever it is, I'm not worried about it because I'm going to lean in on the Father, which is James chapter 1. But it's literally just saying, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be comfortable with the uncomfortable because I'm going to get used to this in a way that I go, all right, new day, new advantage. I'm going to learn something new today. Okay. And it's not always comfortable to talk to your kids about challenging topics. Right. No, it's not but, always comfortable. But boy, it's a seed sown when you do. Man, it is. Because it avoids so many future problems. It's not always comfortable to address hard topics with your spouse. Yep. Some of the hardest to conversations we've had have been our greatest points of growth. Yeah. Are you avoiding hard topics? Mm. I feel right. like we're going we're going deep here we with are. this. You and I have made a decision. Now I'm confrontational. Your motto is now making you not come out of that <laughs> that non-confrontational point that you normally are. Sure. Naturally speaking, you don't enjoy to be I don't like debating. I don't no, like but to you don't, fight. I know. But I don't either. I, I but know. I but often you're you just are like it'll be fine. You know? You right. don't you don't even you just don't like to deal with full with it maybe. Right. Yeah, cuz right. I literally give it to the hands of the father. Oh, stop. <laughs> so this is where I say in our own life we've had to come to this place where we embrace that point of growth. <clears throat> yeah. And it's worth doing. And it's it's worth evaluating of of what you're saying and, and not being afraid to to go there. Right. I know. Okay. One of my mottos that I love, um, Smith Wigglesworth said this. Mm-hmm. I got to close my eyes because I got to picture it. it. Says uh, he said I'd rather oh it's better to shout than to doubt. It's better to rise than to fall. It's better to let the glory out than to have no glory at all. Whoa. And I have thought of that so many moments. That's really cool. When I don't want to shout when I, when I don't, you know, like, like when I, when I think of Lord, I'd rather just sit here and cry, you know, I'd rather just sit here in a pity party and have a moment. And that encourages me to say, that's not going to like, you can't live there, Anna. Mm -mm. It's better to shout than to doubt, to get up and to truly rejoice that God's doing something and his glory is at work in your life. That's perfect. And uh, that's been a huge one for me, too. That's really blessed me. I say we wrap up on that one. That was solid. Was it? That was It really was. You guys, you might think, oh, okay, this is silly. This is not silly. We actually would like for you this week to take account of the mottos, the life words 
the things you've been living by, what you've been saying. Take account. I want to know, have you been saying things that are building each other up? Okay. Or tearing them down. Are you saying things that are vision and purpose for your marriage and your home? That's a great way to put it. Okay. Brilliant. Are you speaking the word of God? Has your soul been clinging to the dust and you need his word to revive you? Mm. Have you been adding things to God's word that isn't true? Ooh. Well, let's call it out. Sure, examine right? those things. Examine your heart. Examine where your truth lies. Oh, what's the one thing people say that they say is in the Bible, but it's not? We hear it all the time. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Um, a lot of things. No, I know, but there's a specific <laughs> phrase that people say all the time. Um, oh, good gravy. People say it all the time. We hear it. I can't believe you're going to end the podcast. No, with I'm not this. trying to end Can it. Can you remember it? Okay, if you're listening, you know what I'm saying because you hear people say it and you're like, wait, that's not in the Bible. You know it. Baby, sure. You know it. I can't remember this. Wait, is it about, um, it's not about the Lord's will, but it's about. If it's the Lord's will, no, they do that on no, everything, no, though. It's if it's the Lord's will, hidden things. Hold on, I'm going to get there. Hidden oh, things, man. secret things. Um, oh, when God shorts, shuts a door. No, it's not that one. Um, <laughs> there's a ton of them. There's stink. a ton of weird phrases. Yeah, but there's that one I feel like stolen. we always hear, and I'm like, that's not in the Bible. Once again, you're adding to the Word of God. You can't add okay. to the Word of God. If you're listening or watching us. Throw out what you think that might be. I want to know. <laughs> I can't believe you to brought To jog my memory. I have no idea. You're going to know. We're going to get off of this and we're going to come well, up sure, with it. Well, sure. But there's a lot of those things. That goes back right. to what you said earlier. Examine your heart. Find out what you're saying often. Maybe ask your spouse. Ask your friends. Hey, do you hear me say something a lot that you would question? Like, have a real soul check. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, is there something I say that you would say is not accurate or that you feel like I live by or single people say there's just no good men out there. And that's what, you know, single ladies will say, there's just no good men. And you're like, well, that's crazy to say that. And then you're believing it and you're living by it. You just think all there's all, you know, bad men out there. And, and men do the same thing with women. And all, oh, you know, there's no good women out there. And it's sad because you're like, well, that's, you can't live by that. You can't believe that. And then yeah. that's what you're, that's all you find. So it's really a matter of saying those things that align up with the word of God that are good. And even some of them are just good truths. Like I said earlier, don't put a pie in your face. Don't let anybody put a pie in your face. There's a hidden agenda, a hidden meaning behind it. But just be aware of those things. Question it, fix it. Go back, re-read re, re the Word of God in association to those mottos you're, you're living by, and make sure they align with the Word of God. Check it out. All right. Hey, guys, share, like, tell your friends. We're just blessed, honestly, uh, of all the feedback we've been getting. and I mean, we're just we're pumped. Yeah, and if so. you're married, talk about this. I'd, I'd love for you to talk about this topic with your spouse. Yeah. We had a fun time talking about it amongst each other. And yeah. uh, anyway, it's always a good point of growth and a great point of conversation is to say, oh, what are mottos we live and, you know, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, personally, I'm going to live by this, the Word of God. Perfect. God's truth reign. We love right, you guys. guys. Thanks for journeying with us. Have a good one. Bye.